everyone. Welcome to the Mindfulness Series. And today with us, we have Mr. Kareem Shelley, Mindset Coach. Kareem, I hope I said your surname perfectly. Is that okay? Yes, perfect. <laughs> uh, I hope it wasn't like Italian, like Shelley. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and, uh, so we have him all the way from Austria. And before we get into the topic, the topic of tilt and self-talk, TNT. Personally, I prefer GNT, that's gin and tonic, but uh, TNT, this is important. Those who haven't heard, please tell me about yourself in a line and then tell me all about yourself. Yeah, so one line, I'm a mindset and performance coach for poker players. And uh, yeah, I basically work with people from all over the world on a daily basis. So yeah. Okay, and now tell me, like, how did you land up there? Because I think that's what everybody's curious about, right? You're not a run of the mill profession, it's a mindset coach. So, um, for it's a new age, 21st century position. So, how did you become one? Yeah, so the story behind this is actually very funny because uh, I didn't start as a mindset coach, I started as a dating coach first. So, for the yeah, so for the first four years, I helped guys to find a girlfriend. Yeah, this was. <laughs> It's it's also kind of funny when people hear this, you know, sometimes they think it's a secret and some people, they text me like, hey, I heard you have been a dating coach. I need you. Like, yeah, it's not a secret, right? This is not a secret. And was, what happened was that I saw my clients having the same problems all over again. And the problem was not like, how can I approach a girl or like, I'm shy to talk to someone. The core problem was always mindset based. So I said, instead of, telling someone what to text a girl, why not changing their mindset so they know not just how to text girls, but they know everything, you know, and can master not just the, the, this one aspect, but much more in their life. Okay, wow. Like, yeah. hold the press. Are you already single boys over there? Because, you know, the majority of poker players in India are like yeah. around 18 to 25 to 29 and uh, yeah. single boys down here. So, guys, did you think yeah. that, like, Forget poker, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This yeah. is really, really interesting because when you think about poker, we draw so many parallels, but this is a new one. So, okay, uh, you were a dating coach. How did that transcend into mindset coaching and poker? Yeah, so as I said, I saw most of my clients having problems with their mindset. Um, but I was not able to make the connection, to connect the dots, basically. And then there was one specific story that happened that changed everything. So um, one day, a guy from the military came to me. You have to imagine him like super tall, muscles, you know, like tattoos, beard, bald. Um, and he came, he came to me and he's like, with like a little voice, like, hey, I need your help. I'm super shy, you know? Um, and, and, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, uh, okay, you look not shy, but maybe you're shy. And we talked about this and he's like, yeah, I was in the military and I was only with guys all the time. But now, you know, I get extremely nervous when I talk to a girl. Okay. And he has a lot of approach anxiety. Um, so I said, okay, let's see how bad it really is. We went outside, uh, there was a shopping street. And I said, let's start very, very slow. Do you see this old lady there? He's like, yeah. I'm like, just go over, say hi, have a 10 second interaction. Wish her a nice day, whatever you would like to do, and then come back. I think everyone here should be able to do that. Talk to old lady, the old lady would be happy, you know, if, if someone talks to her. So what happened was, yeah. So what happened was he started to shake and start to breathe heavily, like, <laughs> 
like like he 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 reacted like his life would be on the line now, you know, really? like it's yeah, and and I was and like, hey, the military like bullets don't scare him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the strange thing, right? You know, like that was like the old lady cannot do anything to him, you know. <laughs> Yet he was like breathing extremely heavily, and he's like, I cannot do it, I cannot do it. And I was like, hey, is everything okay? And he started to cry. He started to cry in the middle of the street. It was like the middle of the day in the middle of the street, right? The people was like, what's going on? It's like muscle, you know, like big guy is crying. And, and, and I was like, this was the moment where I realized, okay, to really solve the big issues, we need to go deeper. We need to have something that goes much, much deeper than just saying like, text this, you know, <laughs> talk talk about this topic, you know? Yeah. So I told him, give me two weeks and I promise I come back with a solution. He went home, I went home, and this was basically the beginning of the mindset journey because mm-hmm. I thought this is something that is from his past, from his childhood, something like that. And I started to dig deep in that. So I, I everything, every resource that I, that I got, you know, videos, um, seminars, um, friends, books, everything that I, that I got, I talked to, with them and said, can we find a solution for that? Mm-hmm. And the two weeks later we met again, we tried out certain things and I saw they started to work for him. Wow. And what also, and, and the crazy part was the following, not just he started to change for mm-hmm. the better, also my other clients got better results as well. Okay. So I was like, this mindset stuff is really good. This is really good. And I said, okay, I need to make a, sw- a switch because helping guys to find a girlfriend is one thing, mm-hmm. but why not helping people, whatever the target audience was, to change the mindset? And maybe someone struggles with you know, getting a girlfriend. I can also help with that, but I think I can do even more. And wow. this was basically when I, when I started, okay, I want to teach mindset and performance, mm-hmm. right? In, in performance, in this case, a little bit different because my target audience back then was uh, entrepreneurs, professionals, you know, mm-hmm. people who have a lot of stress, who want to be more productive, who want to be more disciplined, more structured in their life. Um, this was my target audience. And I teach them mindset, I teach them dealing better with stress, being more productive, everything that I just said. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a few months later, on one of my speeches, uh, a guy approached me. I also do public speaking and uh, a guy approached me and said, Hey man, your, your knowledge is amazing. You, I like the way you talk. Let's go for dinner. And uh, it was his flatmate, him and me. And he looked like a normal guy. And I think okay. most watchers will know this person. And uh, I remember we were in the cab and I was like, okay, it was a business event. So they probably have a business. So I, I, I asked those guys like, Hey guys, what did you do for a living? And they looked at each other and they're like, Mm, we tell you later, we tell you later. And I was like, which legit business guy doesn't tell you what he does for a living? There's something wrong. Like, do they sell drugs or what's going on? <laughs> so so we went for dinner. We had, an, we had an amazing chat. And after two hours, I'm like, okay, guys, we're spending, we spent two hours now together. What do you do for a living? And they're like, come over tomorrow and we'll show you. The next day I went over. It was like one of the best areas in Vienna and they had this beautiful, bright, huge apartment. And I was like, guys, like, is this something illegal here? Like, tell me, you know? And and they're like, no, we are professional poker players. Ah. This one guy was Ben CB from Raise Your Edge. 
if you know oh, him. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's how I met Ben and his flatmate at the time, and they were teaching me to play poker. You know, okay. Um, so I also play a little bit of poker. I'm not the best, but also not the worst, <laughs> I would say. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, both of them told me that it would be a good idea to take the knowledge that I have and start to coach poker players because, as you said, most of the of the poker players are guys. So Ben always said, "It's I'm the perfect fit for a poker player because." A guy wants to maybe find a girlfriend if he's single, you know, but if I can help him with like finding a girlfriend plus improving the mindset, that's the dream, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, I, yeah. In fact, wow, that's a really interesting story. So you came across Ben CB and that's how your career even took off. That's awesome. And you know, a lot of what they say about um, the mindset and we're getting into tilt is that mostly it's not about the game. It's about what's in your other aspects of life that you bring into the table. You might have that frustration piled up and then that's why you're too golly or a call station and you're spouting money and that's how it gets into it. So uh, now we know where you started from. Uh, I think that's a great start to get <laughs> dive into the human psyche. And was it Freud from Austria as well? So, sorry, well, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. We have someone from like, you know, from the, the father of psychology and uh, we have Kareem from the very mother. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Great, great. So um the another analogy and I think the most talked about thing is tilt. And um I think people have different definitions of it, but it's basically when you're not into your control, right? You lose control of your faculties. Emotions can be used for the better, but in this case they are better they take the better control of you. So tell me in terms of tilt what how do you classify it when you have a client? and the types of it and how is it different for everyone so what, what is your take on tilt and how do you suppose there's a client how do you approach him in terms of yeah so it's it's kind of funny because probably every indian poker player that i worked with um had some sort of of a tilt issue right some have more some have less but all tilt was always a topic and yes you're right tilt can come from you know, maybe the past or from the childhood or something. But I think what's important is that even if you had like a perfect past, you know, perfect childhood, you take your emotions with you. So for example, one client um, told me like, yesterday I tilted. I'm like, okay, tell me more about it. And he said he had a phone call with a person that he knows and the person, you know, like made him extremely aggressive because I don't know, they had a fight over the phone. And then he sat down to play poker. I'm like, what do you imagine, man? You started your session. No, no, no. Yeah, but I, but I told him, you already started your session being aggressive. Like, like what do you imagine? You know? So, I mean, and you can you can have many forms of tilt. You can have like a, a ego tilt. Sometimes you see this in the better poker players when they think like, I'm better than you, I can beat you. And if they lose a hand, a big hand, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm still the better player and I can win all the money back. And then they play lose and make mistakes and stuff like that. So what what we know is what, what I teach my, my clients is that you have the logical brain and the emotional brain. Mm-hmm. When you play poker, you want to lose the logical brain, obviously. But with tilt, the logical brain takes over. And this comes, for example, from the Stone Age. Because in the Stone Age, you had, you, you basically, you know, were there to hunt animals, 
Mm -hmm. So what happens was you had to be logic before you started, you know, to attack the animal. So for example, you had a plan, you're like, we we like, we are a group of five guys and we approach this lion from this angle and stuff like that. But then when it came to the fight, you wanted to be, to be emotional, right? You wanted to like get the logical down because yes, 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 yes. Because killing an animal is, you know, like you have to be more emotional and not logical because yeah you know you know right don't worry your mindset right you have to yes hunt and kill, right? yes and we see this um in the in in poker as well that if you get emotional the logical brain goes down if you're basically in the fight mode like the the, the, the person in the stone age mm-hmm. so and we you get like that we trained from from many 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 years many decades that the, if, if we get emotional, the emotional brain takes over. Yeah. This is, for example, if, if the, the situation would be different, if the animal would hunt us, you know, mm-hmm. we also ha- have no time to think about this. If you see a lion running towards you, you don't have to like, let's make a plan. What should we do <laughs> yeah. first? You know, no, you would be dead. So you, you get, off, right, right? exactly, exactly. So we see the same, same principle um, when it gets to tilt as well. So there are certain aspects you can do to fight tilt and it depends which form of tilt you have and also your past and also your day. So there are many factors coming in. So if someone, for example, writes me a message, I had this once on, on Facebook, like, how can I solve my tilt? Like, what should I answer? There are many, many things. Like, I don't know this person. They're like, yeah. So do you get this approach from uh, Indian poker players, like because you have a few clients that yeah. have tilt, and they expect you to solve it like a math equation, right? Like this equals to this. Give me the answer, right? Yeah. There's a lot of the expectation, right? But yeah. uh, personally, before I get into the technicals of it, like uh, mistake tilt, entitlement tilt, let's just get uh, if if you're in any kind of tilt, there are two spectrums, right? One is overly aggressive. Other is playing scared poker, right? You are in the spectrum of these two things. So um, if I'm in the moment, I realize that I'm tilting for whatever reason. And generally, I think most of the people are playing aggressive poker, especially in cash games and everything else, right? So once you know which spectrum you're on, how do you readjust? Yes, there's an option where the extreme option where you can get up in cash games, at least tournament poker, you can't. But in the moment, what do you focus on? How do you zoom in? and try and control yourself and still come back to your B game, if not your C game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there are many ways, many ways. So for example, what surprises me is I work with some of the best Indian poker players. And when I, one of the questions is like, do you meditate? And some of them, most of them probably say, no, they never meditated. Okay. Because there are some things you learn with meditation that can snap you out of this. Yeah. There are certain things like, if you know how to meditate, you can use similar strategies that snap you out of this instantly sometimes. Hmm. Okay. Because for example, um, when you get emotional, you, you, you're not present. Usually, usually this happens. So you either in the past or in the future. Right. Okay. And you can only play your best poker when you're present. Yeah. So, for example, let's say you lose a hand and you still think about this hand, you're in the, in, in the past. But the hand is already played. You cannot go back in the past and replay this hand. It's not, sometimes we wish it would be possible, but it's not. Yeah. Um, or some people um, also think about the future, like, ah, oh, okay, I lost this hand now, but I want to win this tournament. 
what can I do? So the the easy answer is to get back into the into the present moment. Mm-hmm. And what I always say is like forget about the past, you cannot change that. Forget about the future because the future can only be developed in the present moment right. and try to snap out of this. And there are certain things that you learn with meditation. There are certain ways of like we can go so deep here, you know, mm-hmm. um, but what I teach my clients is, for example, some breathing methods, some things they can focus on instead of the tilt, instead of their, their thoughts, self-talk, right? Is also something, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like also where does your focus go? You need right. to focus on the right things. Um, so it's, it's, it's breathing methods. It's like focusing on the right things. It's also the things you do warming up for the sessions because if you start your session already angry yeah. chances are very high that you tilt um and then post session is always important to 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 rank your session or rate your session in, in a certain way track track everything you know it's also what i teach my clients so there's like so many things you can do um all the way to the biggest thing you can do which is the pattern interrupt Mm-hmm. Um, this is what, if you like, you probably know this, if you have a complete blank mind and you have no clue what to do because you're just clicking buttons and, you know, you're just like in in the anger so much. Yeah, you're so much in the anger, you're an autopilot. And then you, you can use the pattern interrupt, for example, to snap you out of this. Right. So it's that's that's so hard for me to say because there's no not, not one solution. Right, right. Yeah. And in, in fact, I, I like... The thing is that eventually you need to come back to your center. Uh, I, I like the example you gave because just this morning or even before Sunday sessions, right? I meditate uh, once in the day for 15-20 minutes and then 10 minutes before a session. And sometimes when I start meditating, I'm realizing, why am I rushing the whole day today? Why, why am I so uneasy? But the thing is, if I hadn't done that and I started my session, whereas I was latently already uneasy, restless, you know, then I would um, hasten up and then you realize because your day started with a confrontation with your neighbor or something like that, you need to tune in. So that checkpoint, I definitely agree. And that has happened on many Sunday sessions, right? When you're really excited and enthusiastic and you're like, oh, I've seen a couple of bad beats. Now my time has come. So I'm going to overplay this draw. It kicks in, right? All those expectations. And um, Kareem, now since that we've roughly given people a roadmap, of what you've got to try and get to. Let's try and talk about the different problems that people have and the different kinds of tilt because that's very important. And that will eventually lead to self-talk because all these types of tilt, most of it, the solution is you've got to talk to you. I mean, you can talk to Kareem, and, but <laughs> you've got to talk to yourself after that because that, at that moment, you're alone. So we'll start with mistake tilt, which is, I think, inevitable. Nobody plays perfect poker. Solvers don't play perfect poker, right? Because poker is such a evolving game. People, most people, I think, I read this thing, people are the most unkind to themselves. You know, they talk to them the most harshly. So, like, I've heard things like, okay, if you want to talk to yourself better, talk to yourself as if you're talking to your younger brother or your best friend. And we don't do that. And some of us take mistakes very seriously. And the degree is, uh, damn, you idiot. Literally. That is the first thing poker says, you idiot, you saw it, he checked it, he has it, it's a flush board. So, um, in terms of mistake tilt and self-talk, uh, what do you suggest? How does one yeah. approach it? So, so first of all, I want to say with all forms of tilt, there's no, not one solution that fits all. Mm-hmm. To solve tilt, you have like a custom-made, tailor-made solution. That's why yeah. you cannot record a video and say like, that's the solution. 
that's why I coach people, you know. But I can give you a, a good example um, how I solved um, Tilt for one of my youngest clients. Okay. So, and also, it's, it's also connected to self-talk. So I think that's a very good example. So one of my youngest clients was 21 from the UK. And uh, he struggled with tilt, self-talk, and, and a few other things. And uh, we talked about this. And he asked me like, hey, um, what, what exactly is self-talk? And I said, yeah, when you talk, as you just explained, bad to yourself. And, and I'm like, do you do that? And he's like, oh my God, yeah, that's a big issue of mine. And he told me that, for example, um, he, he lives in the first floor and he wanted to take his car to the grocery store or something. So he went downstairs to his car and, and forgot his keys for the car, right? For the keys for the car, the keys for the house he, he got, but Very not normal, the keys yeah. for the car. Yeah. So, and he was like, he was like literally nearly like shouting at himself. He's like, oh, you piece of shit. You're so stupid. You're so dumb. How can you do that? You take your car. You cannot even think about the keys. You're, you're such a stupid idiot and stuff like that. And, and like, like, I'm like, do you do this often? He's like daily. I'm like, mm, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Um, I mean, tell people why it's not good because it adds up and we don't yeah. realize it, right? Is that yes, yes, yes. That's what I want to say. Like, it it, it, it's add, it adds up and you also have a self-image of yourself. So if the self-image, if you see yourself, because the way you, you, whatever you tell yourself, you will believe. So if, True. And, that's, and that's when we talk about, you know, when we go deep into manifestation and visualizing and stuff yourself. So if you start to talk to yourself and say like, I'm dumb, I'm an idiot, I cannot think about the keys. This will manifest in your brain and you will see yourself as an idiot and someone who cannot even think about the keys. So if you tell yourself, for example, I'm a good poker player, I know I can do this, I know I can become successful, this will also manifest. So this is when, when we talk about visualization um, and basically creating a world where you see yourself as a successful person. And this also, just a quick side note, and then we go, when we go deeper here in the tilt um, topic. One side note that I want to say is that a lot of dating clients that I had back then, mm-hmm. they also um, dealt with that. So for example, they, they said, uh, I, I, I'm not allowed to have a beautiful girlfriend. I'm not allowed to have an awesome relationship. They didn't know this. They didn't say this, right? But I know that they were thinking that, okay. you know, because they, for yeah, example, could choose. Yeah, yeah, they could talk to everyone, you know, to not normal girls, but when they really like the girl, they froze up, for example. And then you know, like, mm, you know, there's something deeper. There's something deeper going on. But going back to to, to the topic of um, mistake tilt, I think the best thing you can do is try to let this go as fast as possible. Because, as I said, you, if you're in the, in the future, you have a problem. If you're in the past, you have a problem. So you want to you pre in the present moment. And mistakes are normal and everyone makes mistakes. So the best thing you can do is only one thing or two things, basically. First thing is like, let it go as best as possible, right? I know it's hard sometimes, but that's why I said meditate and do a lot of things outside of poker. And point number two is ask yourself, what can I do to avoid making the same mistake in the future? That's the only thing you can do. This is the only thing you should focus on. And some people, they like they review the hand in the session, which is horrible, uh, I think. I was just going to come to that. I yeah. was just going to come to that because yeah. the balancing act of like trying to not let it affect you or, or the next hand. Yeah. Um, and compared to you don't repeat the mistake again, uh, it's a balancing act again, right? So, uh, yeah. I mean, I do that. In fact, you know what you do is 
what the hell did he just call with, right? Because online poker moves so quickly. And uh, I mean, what I do is I mark my hand, and then I move on. And then if if the tables are going a little bit slow, and I say, oh, what the hell really happened in that one? This is like multi-tabling cash games. Um, but w- like, when? How do you draw the balance of you know checking for your mistake, not repeating it, maybe yeah. further down in the tournament or the session, or reviewing it later on? And also, yeah. I'll just add on to this question: Do you think it's more effective to review your session right after the session ends or the next day? So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the first the first answer is. Um, I think that you have very limited amount of things you can do when you make a mistake in the session. So one approach would be, for example, that you say you mark your hand, maybe you can take some notes somewhere. Mm-hmm. That would be also good. But then you have to assure yourself that no matter like how long the session is, no matter if you have a winning session, losing session, whatever happens, you will find a solution for this hand. Right? And even if the solution is 50%, I do this, 50% I do that. Mm-hmm. So it's basically assuring your brain you will get an answer later on. Mm-hmm. Because what happens in the brain is when you make a mistake, your, your brain will always, because mistakes are connected to pain. Yeah. And our brain wants to get rid of as much pain as possible and wants to get as much pleasure as possible. Right. So if you make a mistake, you feel pain. So the brain says, mm-hmm. what can we do right now to avoid the pain in the future? But this is that is that is a bad a bad way of seeing it because you have to say we will solve this, but you need to be patient to your brain, right? Self talk. You need time. all in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everything with time, and you we will find a solution later. Yeah. And I think one of the technical reasons how I learned to be at peace with this is uh, I was before the podcast started. I was just telling how particular I am about you know the small settings and technology. So I have like six, seven tags on my poker tracker four. So yeah. one would say review, one would say variance, one would say good fold, bad fold. And so what I do is I mark it, leave it. I've put it on that shelf and I'm going to come back to it. So I, I think that works for me. I, I guess it yeah. should work for many people yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I also had one client who made a, a mistake over and over again. Okay. And what he did, he printed out the specific hand or like the game tree or whatever, and he put it on his fridge, on the toilet door and, and stuff like that. Like small things like, um, like uh, when you're short in the blind, you're supposed to jam white in later positions, right? And yeah. you're like, oh, I will not jam lower than King X. I will not jam lower than King X. And it's like small blind versus big blind and you jam with like Queen X and the person calls with Ace X. And he's like, I told myself I wouldn't do this. Because yeah, yeah. it's in the final table, it's big money and it's every yeah. kind of a jump. I found that hard to like let go. And eventually I, I had a journal where I wrote, okay, final table mistakes to learn from from the future. So whenever I do reach a final table, I have that little thing which comes up. I'm like, okay, try and not do this in this point. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> good. That's that's good, yeah. But for some people, they need the fridge stuff, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I, I yeah. totally feel you. I totally feel you yeah. for that. So uh, yeah. thank you, Karim, for that. Um, the other thing I want to move on to, because you mentioned something about this, about the ego. Uh, let's call it entitlemental, right? Um, what I've seen in terms of my personal journey, there are two types. One is that you're too good for the game or you're just part of an uplift or you're running well in that session. The second is very, very ma- uh, micro in terms of gameplay where I've seen this in the Indian field a lot. Uh, people get attached to their hands, especially pocket hands, right? 
and um, I, I have seen these two kind of entitlements which come in. So how does one handle both the things? Because you know you've got to stay hungry to move up as well, and uh, have to, and it's I think the toughest thing to assert in your skill to the other players in light of variance of how the cards are running. And I especially mean this in terms of online poker because there are so many hands that happen. And you've got to make those adjustments. So, in terms of entitlement tilt, how does one approach it if you know someone is really serious about it and wants to move up in the game and is studying and playing sincerely? <clears throat> like entitlement tilt is a little bit more difficult to solve than you know just printing something yeah. out, putting it on the fridge. Okay. You know, yeah. yeah. So with entitlement tilt, this could come from the past. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone maybe was. Um, a professional basketball player, soccer player, whatever, and maybe had a lot of success there, and then he had um, maybe an injury, and now he switched to poker. I know people like that, okay. and then they say like, oh, "I'm poker. I'm already successful, but you know, like I, I deserve this. I, I earned this." Maybe this comes from the past. Could also be related to the parents or something. So mm-hmm. this could be one one part to approach this. Right. The second part with with entitlement tilt is that people see variance in a completely wrong way so this this means let's say they they play ahead and they they get beaten by variance Mm -hmm. they think like oh like variance and like i deserve this variance is so bad and like this this game is not good because of the variance and stuff like that the the bad players win against me but Mm -hmm. if you break it down variance is the best thing for a poker player ever Why? Because variance tricks the weak players into thinking they can beat you. Yeah. If if a fish is on the table and he he beats you with a with a bad hand and you have pocket aces and you lose, of course, maybe you say like I I deserve to yeah. win and stuff like that, and he thinks oh you know, like this oh, this good player I I beat him once you know so if I beat him once I can beat him every time, so he will come back he will come back and he this keeps him in the game. And I think also because of variance, poker grows so big. Because what is poker without variance? Chess, in my opinion. Right? That's what I see. How I see it. Yeah. So, what, like the best chess player in the world compared to the best poker players in the world, what they earn? That's ridiculous. Like there's like a huge gap. You know, like a professional poker player has millions. A professional chess player, I don't know how much they make, but. Uh, 100% of millions, you know? <laughs> the the yeah. edge is much more in poker. I mean, a big yeah. part of poker is finding a field where yeah. players are weaker than you and you make money, right? You can't do that in chess. When you sit across a guy who's good, and uh, I mean, if you see the uh, the gameplay between all the uh, all the really good chess players, the edges, half the games are draws, right? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So if you're complaining yeah. about uh, the grind being too boring or you know yeah. edges, so we've got to be grateful for that and yeah. recognize the game. So uh, the uh, entitlement game is uh, much more complex when it comes because it's about the more about the human psyche. It's not just about the facts, right? Because you could be right or wrong in terms of mistake. Yeah. Entitlement can come in and actually affect the self as well, right? Because um, you talked about people who are good in their field who were entitled. And in fact, um, tell me about this. A lot of people win high-stake tournaments, or you know, when they are playing out of their league, and then they jump out of turn, and they think they're better than they're not, and that also moves adversely. And there's an inverse thing where people who are actually good and who are grinders, who don't move up in time, 
I think there's an inverse problem with uh, in terms of ego there as well, right? Some people think too much of themselves. Some people too think too little of themselves. Have you encountered this? Yes, uh, there was a funny story. There was a guy who got in touch with me and said like, hey, I had one huge win and I would like to work with a mindset coach because there's something wrong, right? So we had a chat and uh, we had a call and I said, what was the big win? And we talked about this and he said, the big win was $2,000. This was my biggest win, right? So so this was the first thing where like, okay. And he said, the big win, and, and now pay a lot of attention because this is uh, one of the best stories, you know? So he said, he won that five years ago. And since then he's just losing. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's also my reaction. So I'm like, uh, okay, how much do you study? I don't need to study. I had one big win. Uh, Um, Yeah. That reinforced the the thing, negative side of things. Yeah, yeah. And then we broke it down. He's obviously not a good poker player. He's he's not a winning player, but I wanted to help him. So uh, we had a very, because I appreciate if someone, you know, schedules a call with me, takes the time. I want to help him. Right. Even if, you know, maybe he's a losing player and he's like, I'm in depth, you know, I I cannot pay you, but can you help me? Like, (laughs) I help you a little bit. So uh, what happens was we we broke it down. We found out that when he was young, he went to a horsing race. So his dad took him to a horsing race and his parents were in debt all the time. Okay. And his his dad gave him $10 and say, pick a horse. And that's basically your your winning horse. And he, he took one horse and the horse won. Uh-huh. And he got like at 150 or 200 dollars, and since then, he he said like I can win every game with luck. Wow. And and this basically like he told me he also plays the slots machine sometimes, and he won there once, and since then he's losing, but he knows he can win sometime. And same with poker. So this was more an addiction. This was more mm-hmm. an addiction. So. Right. I told him like be careful and like go to like a, a doctor like uh, like a psychologist because like this is this is on the edge right th- this, this brings me to an interesting question because you work in a field which has cards and cards attracts a lot of gamblers so how do you distinguish i mean you gave me a very good example distinguish uh, this is one where you said buddy you have a problem right yeah. it's actually you have a problem you're not you're not talking math you're not talking probability you're not talking about a plan you're talking about okay this is my big one when is the next one the next one is yeah. you're not talking facts and um, you did the right thing you put him on the right path okay, okay this is not for you just ha- to get help or seek advice let's talk about the inverse that I had mentioned someone who's taking the game seriously he's grinding it up but he is a bankroll net, let's just say, because there's a balance of staying hungry and, you know, short taking and things. So how does one decide to say, really move up and have the confidence? And I think it's, this is tougher for full-time poker players than it's for recreational. Because if you know, you're earning big, you can always play higher stakes on a table. It doesn't matter. But full-time players are really cautious because that's their, their life role as well. So someone like that, how do you ask them to self-evaluate and grow in life and poker? Yeah, so fear, that's that's fear-based. So fear is also a, a big topic of my coaching, dealing with fear and, and getting better. And one of the fears okay. is, for example, moving up in stakes. Mm-hmm. And the easy solution for that is to see this or to, to approach this from a more business perspective. What okay. do I mean by that? So for first of all, you need to have uh, enough volume, enough hands where you know you're beating your current stakes. Right, so this is step one. Know if you beat your current stakes. And then step number two is 
put a few buy-ins to the side and see them as an investment. And let's say five buy-ins for the next stake or maybe 10 buy-ins, whatever. And this is just a pure investment, investment in yourself. And you use those five buy-ins, 10 buy-ins to play the higher stakes and see how it goes. Hmm. So instead of saying I'm moving up as well, like, with everything that I have, you just right. see this as, as, as like you are, you are the business and you take a little bit on the side and invest, you know, like a business sometimes invests in some shares or whatever, and you have the same approach. I think most, uh, I, I guess what people say that uh, they, instead of putting yourself in a bucket, that I'm a 10 NL player or a 25 NL player or whatever NL player, you, if you're a 25 NL player, that's fine. Give a shot with a few buy-ins and if you lose them, have the discipline to come back to your normal games. Is yeah. that the way to go? Okay. Exactly. Awesome. So uh, we've dug in a lot over here, um, Kareem. And I think there's a lot being said about uh, self-sabotage in different formats, right? In terms of, like the biggest example I can give you is, you know you're not supposed to call, but you do. And that is like the most obvious example of self-sabotage. So where does that come from? And like, how can people identify it? Because I think 50% of the job is realizing that something is going wrong. And that is my problem. So, because uh, you've worked with players, you must have ac- uh, encountered this. I wanted your opinion on this. Yeah, again, there is no solution fits all. That is, that is, that is one important thing, but Usually what happens or the problem behind this, what I see in my clients is that poker is a game of missing information. So sometimes you want to call just to get the information. Hmm. But what is more important, being successful, making money or getting getting the information. So sometimes this gets mixed up. Hmm. So sometimes you just have to, and that's why it's so important to study poker. Sometimes you have to have enough knowledge to say, even when I really, really, really want to see here, here, like if he's bluffing me or not. I know from a from a theoretical standpoint, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And then you take like take your time. Some people also mm-hmm. don't take their time. They're like, oh, like <laughs> so I, I had one client who said like, when I'm on tilt, I just know where the, the call button is, and just like he clicks before the, the opponent makes a move. He's like, click, 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 yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, take your time and mm-hmm. and say. Am I right now emotional or am I logical? Yeah. And and again, like present, you know, like mm-hmm. being the present, not in the past and the future, right? Like ask yourself, am I am I right now emotional, logical, what's going on? And take your time and then make the best decision possible. And and, and again, if you're hundred percent sure mm-hmm. the right move is to fold, then you should fold, right? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, and in fact, I'm glad you brought this up. Take your time because uh, I realized um, one of the to- or most of the tournaments I was busting out. My regret wasn't that I called or I, uh, that I called. It was more like I had the damn time bank. I had 60 seconds. Why did I snap call? You idiot! Like that. That was what I was saying. I was like, okay, you know what? If you're calling for your life, somebody jams on you. That time is yours. Use yes. it. Maybe, but, oh, and, and the moment I started doing that, I started making really tough folds. Sometimes it's like, oh, something as basic as, damn, the back the back door straight comes in. How did I miss that? When he takes his 10 seconds extra more to evaluate the hand instead of snapping it off. 
So um, yes, th- I mean that makes a lot of sense. That to come back to the present, take your time, and uh, that does stop a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That that kind of makes yeah. sense. Actually. Yeah. I think I think honestly, like most of the things we talk about can be solved by taking more time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I I struggle with this, uh, especially yeah. line poker. Because life poker, you can still take a minute, right? At the most, the guy calls a clock, and you know you have another minute. Life tables, multi tabling, you actually have to be at the peak of your mental fitness to say. Because imagine if you have ten seconds to react, five of them are fog, mind fog, thinking about the dog or God knows something. <laughs> to be primed to always stay because you know what happens is when somebody does something you don't expect you want to rewind hey what was the action pre-flop what was the action on the turn and then you realize just to process that takes time and you've got to practice and practice and clean out the house literally to say so yeah and, and it comes up to practice and taking time so yes that actually makes a lot of sense and then coming back to being in the present right yes back to that. exactly because Excellent. the pre- being present is the is the enemy of the ego that's what i always say right okay. so if you're present you the, the ego has no place if you're present the ego has no place i think we're going to put yeah. this yeah <laughs> i like this are you listening <laughs> <laughs> to live by, man. And uh, yeah. so, but here's the thing. Uh, I mean, it's really good to know about this, and um, I, I, it's a very human condition. You get to see it from time and time again, and you've got to keep practicing. I guess the tools you've spoken of is meditate, be self-aware. Uh, something that you're gonna, I'm sure, believe in because I've seen your posts is exercise. Because your body, mind, and soul you get in. Yes, yes. I train a lot. I, I train a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've seen yeah. your runs and the yeah, you share the gym workouts and things, right? So uh, yes. tell me something. Okay, uh, let's hint on this because I think it does contribute to a better mindset and controlling your tilt. Apart from having bulging biceps and you know looking good and this thing, how does it actually convert into better gameplay and decision making? I think that's what our audience would like to know. Yeah, yeah. This is also one of the topics that I teach my clients because like going to the gym changed my life completely. Okay. And the one young poker player that I mentioned before, the, with the bad self talk, he was 21, and when he started to work with me. I ask him, do you do some sports? No, never. I'm like, have you been to the gym in your life? No, never. Okay. I'm like, do me a favor. And for the next two weeks, you, you, you know, just try to go to the gym two times per week or whatever. Yeah. He went to the gym. He had no clue what to do. He got a personal trainer. And I said to him, like, this will change your life completely. And now, now it really does. He gains some muscle. He feels better. <laughs> he feels more confident. Nice. And I mean, imagine he's 21. Mm-hmm. And just this change can have a huge impact on his life, and this right. was this this is what fulfills me so much. Right. To like being like he maybe would never go to the gym, or maybe started with like forty or something right. to go to do some sports, and now I'm basically the guy who helped him to be more sporty for the rest of his life. Like this is this is priceless. This is that's completely amazing. priceless. That, that's amazing. So that is the thing, you know, the the right advice. At the right time, can do wonders, and you know, I I heard the same thing, Karim, and I I and I appreciate people like you spreading this word out. There's another Indian uh, YouTuber called Ranveer Alabadia. He's pretty famous now under the beer biceps tag. So he was speaking to a bunch of people, and somebody youngsters came up to me and said like, "Okay, listen, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm like 21, 22. Uh, I feel depressed. I feel that. What do I do? Like, where do I start?" He said, like, "Do something physical." Do something physical. Put your body at ease. Your mind has 
takes a load off, takes a holiday from thinking of all the anxieties and thoughts of every day of this thing. For those 60 minutes or uh, two hours, you know, you're free. The weight of the weight lifts off, and then it gives you some clarity. And I think the combination of like working out and then you just meditate, your body is fully oxygenated, your brain is oxygenated. It gives you great clarity. It makes you feel better. The you know, the dopamine kicks in and you, you are free. Uh, where it makes a world of a difference. So all of that, excellent, excellent advice to everyone who's listening. Get moving, Kareem says, no matter what you're doing, it's going to sort you out. Yeah, yeah. And to go back to your question, what the, what are the benefits of the gym? <clears throat> so first of all, you start to feel better because if you start to lift weights, um, you, you start to feel more confident and bend better. And a lot of poker players, <clears throat> when they deal with fear, sometimes they say like, oh, I don't know if this is a good decision. But sometimes you have no, no clue. Even if you like playing the highest stakes in India, some of the players also have no clue. They're just like, okay, I guess call, I don't know. And, yeah. and or probably 51% call, 49% fall. So, yeah. but it makes you confident in yourself and, and confident in, in, in your decisions. And it's by you feeling better, you can be more focused and, and more calm and stuff like that. So it has so many benefits. And it's also a form of meditation. Right. So first of all, you feel better in your body, and of course, your mind gets. It's also better with your focus. Some some Indians, um, they like when I do a Q and A every Tuesday on my social media. Yeah. A lot of uh, I get uh, one question multiple times, like how can I be more focused? And the answer is like if you're active, like your brain knows how to be more focused. For example, right. right? This is this is one of many solutions, but this is probably one of the most beneficials right be more active and it's also a form of a mini meditation sometimes i have this that i wake up i I usually go in the morning to the gym and i have these clouds in my in my mind like because it's super stressful sometimes you know i have clients from all over the world in different time zones you know and stuff like that so sometimes sometimes i wake up a little bit cloudy i do my morning routine but then sometimes i still have those clouds in my head and i'm like okay the only solution now is to go to the gym and i can promise you i can promise you I had this like two weeks ago if you have those clouds you like you you so much is holding you back you have so much resistance like ah go out go to the gym and like do this stuff right you have so much resistance but you have to push through this resistance and i went to the gym on this on this specific day had an amazing workout and the second I left the gym, I was clear, crystal clear in my head, crystal clear. And then I had some coaching calls and and it's also beneficial for my clients, mm. you know? True. Yeah. Yeah, I, I resonate with what you say. So like for me, Sundays is actually a family day for most of us. Like uh, my brother is on his day off, that's when the family meets. But Sundays are when the major tournaments happen, right? So sometimes I get this feeling when I'm in a basement, I'm grinding. And I, oh, I wish I was there. That's how my, like, when the Sunday starts. So Sunday, I hit the gym to clear the cache. You know how the computers and Android phones have a clear cache button. So that is to clear the cache. And that is literally what that does. Clears the clouds, makes you more even-minded. And like you said, even small exercises when you're working out are meditative in nature. So when you, suppose when you start skipping, right? You realize that you are getting breathless. So your breath, your heart, and your mind need to be aligned so that you can coordinate the jump, control your breath and do that. When you keep doing it again and again and again, you are building focus. And then you start doing it unconsciously when you're playing. So I, I, I get where that comes from. And uh, being in sports for all my life, I mean, before 
reality at college and the treasures of life hit me you know how it is for everyone so high school i was into it and it actually got me centered again so that's really good advice for all our viewers out there so kareem we've heard so much about um how to handle mental issues in terms of tilts self talk um let's talk more about the two courses that you have and more importantly i want to understand or i want the audience also to understand how do you approach making these courses and how do you approach someone who comes to you because the human mind is unique so yes there's some structure needed but you also need to personalize so how do you do that in your course yeah so as you said correctly it's a course right um but it's not nothing that you know basically some people watch it and like they don't have something from me so what what i offer people is to work with me for multiple weeks and we use everything that we have we have um you know group group calls where people can connect to other poker players one on one calls with me personally um we have some videos where i explain the forms of tilts like some solutions for example and then people come to me and say like okay i want to know more, more about this and like share them specific stories with me so what it basically is is like a structure of the things that a poker player needs to master to really have an edge and i think if a mindset coach charges per hour he cannot do this because usually like if you charge per hour you can just in- trade information right he's right. like i'm dealing with you know mistake till then you have a chat one hour and then it's a process. Go- it's a process, and then yeah. yeah and then it's basically good luck you know good luck yeah. you know have fun implementing it with me what 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 i offer is a complete transformation over 10 weeks So I take the person from point A and transform him after 10 weeks into a better poker player. And that's why you see all these testimonials on my channels because people have a transformation. And if I would work with someone for 1 hour, I cannot have a transformation like how, right? I would be I would be a superhuman if I would do this, you know? So in those 10 weeks you have basically 24/7 access to me and can talk to me, ask me whenever you need something and i think that is very very unique and that's my usp okay excellent so somebody goes through the courses uh, which is a structure where they have a guideline and then they have a call with you and is that how it goes yes so basically we have a structure with with the most important topics that a poker player needs to master and the way the way it goes is basically of course we can talk about everything but usually when usually those topics cover everything and the 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 way is basic the way it is basically is like they they watch the basic introduction right in a in a video form and then they take some notes and we talk about this in more detail mm-hmm. so this gives me the chance to coach people even more right because i want to give as much value as possible because they come in the call already prepared they already have some questions prepared they already have some basic knowledge and then we make it custom made for the person and this is the way to not just gain all the information but also transformation because you come in prepared you come in with some knowledge and then we make it custom made tailor made for my clients excellent and uh, so and there was also a secondary course which you have yes. said for someone who's done this course or is already successful in their field and is playing yes. the high yes. stakes what is the difference between the two yes so the the one is called mindset mentoring as you see here the second one is called limitless mentoring the limitless course is for people who already have a very strong mindset 
For example, they, they, they never till, they, they have already a structure, they're disciplined, they do some sports, you know, they know how to meditate. If you know all these things already, then you're probably better off in the limitless course. In the limitless course, it's all about like creating the dream life for a poker player. Okay. That's why it's called limitless. So in the limitless course, we, we, we talk about many things like, for example, yeah, mastering a social life, connecting to other successful people. Okay. Connecting to, connecting to other poker players. Also a little bit of dating if the, the clients wants that, right? And um, we, we talk about, um, for example, uh, winning life-changing tournaments, how to prepare for a tournament, what to do, even if it's like online or live. But in right. those tournament series, you can make a huge amount of money. So like what to do if you fly to like it starts with it starts with like how to find the best flight all the way until like how to celebrate you win, right? That's usually what I wow. what I, yeah. Yeah. And um, so it's very detailed. It's also for people maybe who want to build a brand, right? So this is something that I also talk with my clients about how to build a very strong, unique brand. Um, and, and yeah, putting everything together that, that you, you need to have the, the life of your dreams. Wow. Oh, that, that's excellent. So there is actually some, there, there's a plan because if you get into the 10 week program and you're successful and then what then is there is the air is thin over there as they say right yeah. but everyone could use some help uh, yeah. obviously yeah. and it, it, in fact it gets even more alone right because there are not many people where they are like if you say right now say at the mid stakes there's a big crowd there are a lot of people who are in the same boat as you but you know if you are like a Ben CB or Fedor Holes or Bill Perkins or someone at that level and you want to get better and you're rubbing minds against the best in the world and you're also thinking about the future. Maybe poker isn't what they want to do all the time because it's very competitive. Maybe they want to branch out somewhere else, build their own brand. So that, I think that's very good advice and very good thinking in terms of um, anticipating a life from here on. So I, I guess uh, it's just on mindset coaching. It's actually in a way uh, life coaching if I'm uh, so, saying that correctly. Yeah, so, so the mindset mentoring course is like really probably only about poker. Like of course we talk about like going to the gym and sleep, improving your sleep and stuff like that. Um, so this is more about poker, right? Of course you can talk to me about everything, right? I really want, yeah. to, want to mention that. But the limitless course is more about personal development and creating an amazing life because I also have a business coach myself okay. and one of the most requested uh, question that I got that I got after the 10 weeks because you know people have a better mindset they make more money with poker they're more calm they never tell they know how yeah. to meditate after the, those 10 weeks and then they always ask me like what's next mm-hmm. you know and a few months ago I'm like nothing you know yeah. <laughs> I'm like you know how to play good poker right and I, I told this to my, my business coach and he said I asked him like, what else can I do? And he said, more. And I'm like, I teach them everything they need in the mindset mentoring. Like, this is so much value. Like, you know everything after those 10 weeks. And I'm like, what what can I do more? And it took me a while to realize more is everything outside of, of, of poker, right? Like, of course we have poker topics, like winning life-changing tournaments, preparing stuff like that, building a brand, right? But the things that I teach there, they, they go like, so 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 deep sometimes right solving childhood drama and then self-sabotage and many many things yeah okay. uh, that, that's a lot of layers to go in that's a lot of yes and, and i like how um you planned it you took your time and uh i'm just curious i, I don't know how i kept it within me for so long 
what happened to the big guy who had a girl problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were also here to report that you have stolen toby does he have like two children and uh, yeah. his house down yeah to be honest to be honest i i, I don't know but um, he made a huge huge transformation when he was working yeah. with me and i think now even if he's single he knows what to do to get a girlfriend yeah but the tools <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. And Karim, uh, I just want to thank you again for agreeing to a 30-minute session, which is which we are going to give away to a person. We're going to filter that, sort that out, run a contest, and someone lucky is going to get in touch with you. We'll coordinate that for you, and uh, he will sort out whatever issues he has, and hopefully, you can set them to the right path, show them the light, show them that they can do better. And um, yeah, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. and uh this has been fun i mean i the 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 starting was a bomb i mean literally it was so much fun like, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, guys how to be confident with women i, I think that that's like the that's like the shit right there you know? yeah, all the guys are going to be stop the thing man i'm going to watch this video yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah that's boy i'm going to call you mr h from now i think that's yeah <laughs> ஜிஸ்டர்ஸ்வெல் I I and to just tell me something since you've handled a couple of Indian poker players and things wh- what do you see as a general tendency in a uh, lot of your fans who are from India or who speak with you and you think from a very cultural point of view that we could do better which would make us happier more stable and centered as human beings do you mean poker related or or life related or otherwise yeah okay so with poker i think i know the most common things that that the Indian poker players would work on first of all a game on demand mm-hmm. second tilt then self talk and dealing with fear i think those are the four core areas that usually you know people say to me like and of course some some a lot of indians also say like i'm not disciplined so that's also something maybe to to throw in somewhere um so so those are probably the 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 poker topics right and life in general um it, re- it really depends i'm not sure if this is just related to to indians um but i think it's all the time the same like like being active having good sleep good nutrition and stuff like that so it's probably the same for everyone right and the big advantage of working with someone for 10 weeks is holding my clients accountable so even if you say oh, i'm too lazy but if you have me on your phone like hey can you send me a ch- picture from the gym you know <laughs> we talked about this right yeah, yeah. then like okay you know and that's why it's called mindset mentoring and not mindset coaching and i think this is right. the big big thing that if you have someone who holds you who, who learns you teaches you something right but also holds you accountable i think that's unbeatable in my opinion uh, Karim it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you I hope we get to do this again on a different topic and uh, I hope things open up you visit India or I visit you uh, yeah for sure down for a coffee or dinner 
that would be nice and uh, I hope to hear from you again and be in touch and uh, keep sharing and keep doing what you're doing. We love to hear more from you on the Indian social pages as well. Yeah, thank you for thanks for having me. Appreciate it. My pleasure.